I'm here with Eso de la Rocha. Eso is a freelancer and an entrepreneur working in the insurance industry. She's originally from Nicaragua and is now based in the Washington, D.C. area with her family. Ethel's a personal friend of mine who I ask for advice whenever I need an honest answer. She's also a clever hybrid. Ethel, thanks so much for being here with us today. Well, thank you for having me in this interview. Really appreciate it. Was glad you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How old were you when you moved to the U.S. and what was the hardest part for you? Well, it was in 2009. It was February, I remember, 11th. I was like, what, 24 years old, I think. And of course, the hardest part was the language. I got some courses in my country, Nicaragua. I went to a bilingual school just to learn how to speak English. But when I came to this country, everybody was talking so fast and I couldn't understand anything. Looking for a job, going to the interviews in English, it was a complete waste of time, not only for myself, for me, but for the people. It was horrible, to be honest with you. Very frustrating. Wow. So how did you overcome that? What did you do? Well, I went to a whole bunch of interviews until I realized that I needed to go back to school to learn how to speak English better. I was always good with the test. The people used to tell me in the school, you're good to go or you are good. You have the grammar, you have the the words. All you need is to practice. But since I'm very shy, I always look for people who speak Spanish. So it was hard for me to practice my English. Then I started working for this company as a supervisor in the maintenance field. And everybody under me was speaking Spanish. So, <laughs> and now here I am learning little by little, a little bit afraid of everything as always, but I'm here learning the language. I think that I'm doing better though now. So... I am less shy than that I used to be before. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still learning how to speak English. I have a person that pushes me a little bit, which is good. I get uh, angry at him sometimes, but it, I think I had to recognize that it's very good when he pushes me. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I think you know exactly who I'm talking about. So, uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Up until a few years ago, you were working a, a nine-to-five job. What changed your mind to try being a freelancer? Well, yes, I had a very tight schedule, working one hour from my house. And it was very hard, especially with two kids and being a single mother. Then I started my career with insurance. I got my license and everything. I started working part-time, which I liked. And then I decided to quit my job. The reason why I, I decided to try that is because of this flexible schedule. So I am a single mother with two kids besides my sister who helped me a lot. I don't have any other help. So I decided to work in my own schedule to work around my kids' needs and my needs as well. And it worked perfectly fine, to be honest with you. With your kids, you mentioned you're a single mom and your son has autism. Your daughter's also very young. Now everybody's at home. So how do you balance everything out? 
I had to be very strict with them, especially right now since the, the school year was canceled. I decided to follow the whole plan and also take this seriously. We are at home, but we still had to have a schedule. From this time to this time, we're going to do math or we're going to do uh, reading, science, etc., etc., etc. So I took that very seriously. And of course, my son, he has autism. I try to put them not in the same level, but I always try to see my son. Like he doesn't have any kind of disability. Of course, it takes more time for him to learn than my daughter. Most of the time, I try to treat them the same way. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, you have to have them both have the same amount of accountability. That's good. Exactly. At the same time, my son doesn't see the difference because I don't want him to feel differently. Why are you treating my sister like this and why are you treating me like that? I don't want him to feel the difference. When I see that he needs more help, I just give him more help and I just tell my daughter to wait a little bit longer or maybe if she's finished with her assignment, I just give her something else to do so I can spend a little more time with my son. They will thank you for it later. <laughs> yes, yes. They're very happy to have me <laughs> as a teacher, as a mom. <laughs> That's everything. Being so shy, Ethel, you're not as shy now as you were before. And most people say you have to talk to learn. So how do you learn instead? Do you have to learn by talking or doing something else? I think that I am a fast learner if I want to. Things that I don't like, I can still learn. Not as fast because you're not interested in, in, in whatever you don't like. I, I, I like to observe a lot. I don't know if there is any specific thing that you want me to tell you about learning. But I can learn by watching, by listening. I don't think there is like a better way for me to learn. I, I cannot tell you that I learn better by watching or by listening. I think that I learn different ways. Okay, that's an honest answer. For me, I know that I have to read it or it's like it didn't happen. <laughs> really? Yeah, I have to read it and then think about it a little bit, take some notes. Then after well, that, I can try to apply it and fix it a little bit. But if I didn't read it, it didn't happen. But you know what? You're right. You're right. Yeah. Good example. Yeah, you're right. I think then that I learn better by listening or watching. Because if I am reading a book or I'm reading the newspaper or I am reading on my phone, I don't understand anything. But then I tell my sister, you know what? You tell me about the news. You tell me about this because I, I just read the news, but I didn't get it. I, I don't know. I didn't pay that much attention. So you better tell me. My husband is the same. If he reads something, especially in English, he has no idea. But if he's watching an interview or we're talking about something, then he gets it. That's part of why I started the podcast. Everyone learns differently. I know. And that's another good point that you just mentioned. I think that it has to do with the language uh, a lot to me. Because when I read in English, you have to make a big effort to understand what you're reading because... It's not your first language, it's your second language. So I think that's when I get a little bit lazy and I don't want to read anymore. So I think that's a good point because when it's in Spanish, it's easier for me. I understand better. Especially if it's too long, your brain is just like, 
No, no más. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Wanted to check with you on some tips you gave me when I moved to Germany about dealing with another culture and learning a new language. Could you share some of those with the audience? Like I told you, when you move, which, you know, I was a real bit worried because <laughs> you'd be by yourself over there. <gasps> Couldn't protect you anymore. <laughs> take care of yourself be ready for your environment keep your eyes very open because it's a new it's a whole new culture but at the same time we have to be open-minded and very curious about what's going on in the environment when we are in a new place with a new culture we always have to use our observation skills to be able to recognize who is bad, who is good. Of course, ask some questions. All of the questions that you want to ask, don't be afraid of asking because it's a whole new world for you. It's a whole new system for you. I think it's very normal to experience anxiety, but at the same time, you have to learn how to control that, especially when you are in a new culture on your own. Don't be afraid of making mistakes either that's very normal especially in a new place so give yourself or others the permission to make mistakes we decided to move to a new culture country so we just have to do whatever is best for us yeah it's true what works for one person doesn't work for everybody so you have to take it one step at a time exactly some good points i'm definitely going to listen to this podcast again so i can repeat them <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is very normal to be afraid if you are in a new place time you're gonna learn everything and then you're gonna be able to move according to your necessities and your expectations yeah that's true i think the hardest part for me the language was kind of hard but also things that you're used to being easy are much harder because either One, you can't really explain what it is that you need or the way you're used to doing it is not how they do it. That's what I noticed. Yes, yes. <laughs> you're very brave, Gabby. I'm so proud of you, to be honest with you. You're very brave. I wouldn't have done it, but you're very brave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say it in, in English. So you must be a I always need somebody else to push me to do new things well you're doing it even if they have to push you in the end you have to go out of your own comfort zone you have to make that decision and you did it yes true that's awesome but you don't have to say you wouldn't have done it because you already did <laughs> <laughs> you already moved true. to another country lady what are you talking about true 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 <laughs> So what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's in your situation? Maybe they moved to a new country and they're having trouble adjusting or having trouble with the language. What advice would you give them? Well, I would say just keep trying. We have to do what we have to do. So many people come to this country and I know personally a couple of people that after 
tens of years of being in United States, they don't know how to speak English, nothing. They don't even know how to say, excuse me, or thank you. I cannot believe that. If you want to, to immigrate to another country, you have to be aware of what's going on over there. You have to be able to at least communicate. If you're not willing to do that, don't even move. We have to fight with that feeling, the, the fear feeling. So don't be afraid of anything. That's what I would say. Just go. And if you're already here, just go for it. You don't have to rush, but at least you have to try and you have to do it. Yeah, it makes sense. If you want someone to contact you about any possibilities for collaboration or to say thank you for your podcast interview, is there a way they can reach you? Yeah, 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 yeah. They can have my email address. The email address, it would be like my last name, De La Rocha E, like D-E-L-A-R-O-C-H-A-E at Yahoo.com. Okay, well, that sounds good. Thank you so much, Ethel. And really appreciate you being here with us today. Okay, all right. Thank you for having me here today. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite listening app to hear other episodes. For more info about our courses, editing services, or our scholarship program, look at our website, cleverhybrids.com. You can also find the transcripts and show notes for our episodes there. This is Gabby V. Until next time, learn by doing and asking.